Holidays are finally fucking over. And I loved every minute of it. Except for having to be back in the Bay Area. Outside of that, I thoroughly enjoyed every minute. Because I love the holidays, man. People are... You know, people, it's boozy and horny, man. And people, everything just kind of slows down in a way that I wish. You know what it, you know what the holidays feel like now? Remember before, like, we had, like, not before we all had cell phones, but before we all had, like, an entire fucking world. And I, like, okay, maybe we have MySpace or Facebook in our pocket. But I'm saying before we had, like, Instagram and instant news and just before like that's why I like what I like about the holidays. Everything slows down, even the noise of you know things happening within things we can't control. Whether it be you know, it just feels like everything slows down. I'll just say that it was fucking nice, man. Outside having to go to the fucking Bay Area, it was fucking nice. You know one one thing I'm gonna say. When it comes to New Year's resolutions, I feel like people should not be in a rush to be like, I got to get this, I got to do this. Because, you know, I, I've been seeing, like, the two posts, I, I mean, as a comedian, right? Like, the posts I see are like, here comes all the people at the gym that are going to stop by March or whatever. You see, the open mics are going to get crowded. I see less of the open mics are going to be crowded because I'm, I'm trying to be, get away from the losers. <laughs> no, but... Uh... <laughs> But you know that's some that's some real shit. But I say all that to say, there's nothing wrong with just like taking your time because you know I really feel like an actual year is only eight months. Let me explain why. Because all right, in January, people are still getting out of their hangover. People are still getting the dust off their eyes. Some people are like, all right, let me get rid of this 15 pounds I gained, you know, during November and December. Let me in in uh, my little winter boo thing, whatever. Uh, cuffing season, as they call it. <laughs> Things are so funny with their little fucking lexicons. <laughs> Lexicoons. Anyway, so... You do that, and then even even with like business, like you try to, you know, you know, if you you try to make some moves, it's like, oh, like if you try to make some moves in like October, they'll be like, tap in in, in the new year. We still working some things out. They'll, they'll hit you with the new year line and all that. So you know, it, it, it's a time to reset. And I feel like the new year really starts in like mid February, and then and then we mid February, and then there's some. You know, uh, this there could be some dips or some things because it's summer or there's a break or whatever in summer, and then you get to um, uh, then you get to October and it's fun, and then November things start to slow down, and then November, December, January, it's like three months where I feel like people, I don't want to say people are out of commission, but they're just not operating at their top speed. So, you know, man, I just, so that's what I say. Just don't put too much pressure on yourself, whatever you got going on. Um. Anyways, I, I this is like the year I found out why the holidays are so rough for people. And it's certain things. It's like, um, 
it's some personal things I don't get into, but I'm, uh, you know, it's certain things like you don't know what somebody's last Christmas was like with somebody that passed on, like maybe a relative of an immediate family. You don't know what somebody's going through or the, or what certain people's Christmas or Thanksgivings or Hanukkahs and so on. Like, you don't know what that was for them. And for a lot of people, some people just have like rough memories of the holidays. It can be rough for me where I gained like a level of empathy is by moving to LA and I've made like a really nice life for myself out here. Like I'm very, very fucking happy, but in finding this happiness, there's some resentment with how I was living before. You know, it's like how bitches be having buyer's remorse. (laughs) It's, It's like when I come back, I'm very angry and I'm very frustrated i've always been frustrated by the bay area i've always been angry by the bay area and like you make a life for yourself but you come back to a place that you left to make a better life for yourself and then you're reminded constantly of just things that went wrong and you're like oh shit me and this bitch we don't miss a beat it's like it's like you know why like i've never tried to get back with any of my exes Cause I'm just kind of like, I just know how this would go. Like, I just know we'd eventually just get in and are like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. You do this. Like we would just get in our like little kind of bickering rhythm. And that's how I feel about the Bay area. I know it's bitchy rhythm too well. So that, that's why like going back is so difficult during the holiday. Cause it's, you're like, I hate this fucking place, but I'm coming back because I love these people. Or, or or in my case, I love this one person and there's nobody else I would fucking subject myself to this bullshit for. Nobody. Let me tell you, man, like... Oakland is such a pain that. Like, I, I will tell you, though, when I'm back in the Bay... My <laughs> bitches know the swagger. Like one thing I don't have a difficult thing doing now when I come back to the bay is getting a date or getting a girl to have like a drink with me or something. That shit is easy because like because they know what I got going on. Because I'm just like I'm just here until this day. It's no, it's no more like yeah I'm gonna stay a few more days. I'm be back. Yeah yeah. It's like nope. I'm here and then I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Cause, Cause, you know, like, like girls never like starting first. Like, they want to eventually finish first. But you know, like, bitches is like competitive professional athletes. They're like, no, no, yeah, I, I want the odds against me. Yeah, boo me. Like, <laughs> no, nobody has has mamba mentality <laughs> like a woman when it comes to getting a guy's affection. Like, oh, he's so busy. I like that. Anyways, that's what's going on with Lyle Barrett's. You know, I'm gonna even say I have more swag 
when DMing women now, like on, on like Instagram and shit. Cause you know, I'm like, now I can be like, you know, what's up? When you gonna be in LA? And they're like, okay, so it's looking like it's gonna be this week. And they'd be like sending me like flight numbers and plans and like, so we'll be at this hotel and then maybe we can meet up. I don't know if you would want to meet my friends. I don't know how that is. Like, I'm like, damn, I never had this effect before. Like, I'm messaging like bitches that don't even follow me and this is working, you know? Whereas <laughs> like, because, you know, sometimes you got to hide, like, the, the kind of more obvious nigga in the tuck. Like, well, I can't follow him because he'd be too obvious. Anyways, y'all really don't want to talk about <laughs> niggas to be fucking bitches that don't follow them. <laughs> we not ready for that. We not ready for that. Anyways, so we we got all that going on, right? And I'm like, yo, when I was, like, in Oakland, I just felt so thirsty. Like, what are you going to be in the Bay? Like, it's like, it's like I was dipping my dick in, like, merit. It's just like, uh, yeah, they, uh, that, that was a time. Uh, you know, and I honestly blame the rappers. I feel like it's no sauce in the Bay Area because of the rappers. Because I feel like if you just want to know what's going on in the place, just fucking look at the rappers. Like, like, and I'm saying this obviously purely from like a, a, a coon superficial level. And this is going to sound petty. But I feel like I would have connected to the Bay Area more. If it was somebody rapping about real fly shit out there. Because I'm like, look, Hope be rapping about the Hamptons. Nipsey be rapping about Ocean Views and Malibu. See, I rapped about music, Magic City. Meanwhile, Larry June drove across the Golden Gate Bridge to go for a walk and get a beverage from Whole Foods. And we supposed to act like he did something? Like, that's supposed to be fly? No Bay Area rapper has talked about drinking vintages in Napa. No Bay Area rapper has talked about making moves at the House of Prime Rib or blowing out backs at the Four Seasons Half Moon Bay. These niggas is too proud to be dusty. These are some proud and dusty niggas. And look, I know I'd rather be at some health club in Oracle Park with Larry June than a sideshow with Mr. Fab. But all I'm saying is I'll be drinking $300 champagne from France. That is Hove's $300 champagne. Nipsey Hussle printing the flyest shit since Sean John. Then meanwhile, E-40 giving us malt liquor and a bag of chips and Mr. Fab is dressed like a bus driver with Down syndrome. There is no fucking sauce. There is no fucking swag. And look, what I honestly blame with, with like, you know, Bay niggas is, is <sighs> niggas is still dick riding the Black Panthers and Huey P. Newton in pimp culture. And have not moved into the 21st century. And look, what I'm saying is right, is every region has like a criminal subculture that they gravitate towards. Like New York is, you know, drug dealing and the mob, you know. Uh LA is gang culture. And the Bay Area is pimping the Black Panthers. And that is too self-righteous, contradictory, full of shit culture. And look, it, look. If you can pimp and 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 whatever, and and the girl consents to your pimping, you know, do you think pimping? <laughs> well, did she consent to being a sex worker for you? Yo, that's a real good question. Do like, do like, you know, them like 
fat white bitches with metal in their face and like green hair and hairy armpits and shit. Do how do they? And I know I'm using their pronoun correctly. How do they feel about a woman that consents to having a pimp? No, I like giving him all the money because that's my choice. <laughs> that was just a little ignorant trolling. But look, the point being though, what I'm saying is the Bay is just too full of shit because it's like these niggas still dick riding Huey P. Newton and the protest and Stanford and Cal and all this other stuff. But then it's like niggas is in love with pimp culture and it's like, man, just admit what you are. Don't try to act like you're smart at the same. Not to say a pimp can't be two things, but you know what the fuck I'm saying. I don't have to unpack that. I'm going to assume that you're smart. Yeah, man, I don't know, like, the, oh, God, the bay is just a fucking pain in the ass. I, I fucking hate it going back. I told my mom, like, you got to come down here from now on, because I cannot stand these motherfuckers. This is the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Barons. Thank you very much for tuning in. You know what? I, I, I reached a point where I just don't give a fuck. I, I'm really cool with just saying how I feel about things and people and places. And I don't really care what the um the repercussions or the perception is of it. Because I was on stage and my mentor, one of my mentors, my very first mentor within comedy, Tony Sparks... He said, I love everything that you're saying because what you're saying, I'm scared to say. So I really, really appreciate that. That was beautiful. That was fucking beautiful. So get ready for some of that talk. I really feel like it's a demon out for me in the Bay Area. Not even an angel of death, but just like an angel of whackness. An, an angel of whack shit, I feel, is out for me in the Bay Area. It's a fucking demon that's following me around out there. Because every time I'm there, just some really, really whack shit happens. Like, I remember I was talking to a comedian buddy of mine, Corey Robinson, and we are talking about working this one club in the Bay Area called Tommy T's, which to most comedians in the Bay Area, Tommy T's is the worst fucking club in the Bay Area, and maybe even out of Northern California. Because, anyways, like what he said, and, and anyways, to give you an idea of the type of club Tommy T's is, Tommy T's is like the type of place where it was like the first comedy club that I ever did where, like, you know how you hear these stories about these people that will, like, give their life to a company, and then, you know, like, the, the, their, their kid will die, or... So they'll get like injured at work and then they're just like, yeah, we're not going to cover that. Oh, sorry, your kid died. When are you coming in? And it's just like, wow, the company does not give a fuck about me. And I bought into the company. Tommy T's was like the first place where I was like, nigga, I did everything right. And you guys do this shit. And and Tommy T's is also is really like for like old niggas and the snow apes. You know, it's like it's like the type of club where they have like older acts and I mean like no, like older headliners. So like the, the local comedians that gravitate towards it are like, you know, they washed, you know, no disrespect, but it's just, it is what it is. It's like, cause I mean, that that's like the thing is that 
you know, I'm not going to get old. We're not going to turn this into a comedy conversation. Anyways, Corey said, I feel like every time I do Tommy T's, like, something goes wrong. And I knew exactly what he meant. Because it'll be something like, oh, yeah, um, so, like, we comped your girlfriend. Um, we can't really comp, like, you know, your comedian friend. And it's like, you don't let comedians in your shows free. And they, like, don't. Like, they really, they, they'll, they'll be on some bullshit with that. Like, they're fucking... I swear those people are the fucking worst. But anyways, the point being, something goes wrong every time I come. And I, I, I went to the Bay Area for Christmas to visit my mom because it made more sense for me to go up there than for her to come to L.A. And at the end of the visit, I said, Mom, I'm never coming back here. You have to visit me. I'm never coming back. And she said, Lyle, I completely understand I don't want you to come back up here either. <laughs> I just can tell this place is fucking bad for you. So let's start from the beginning. So I get in on, I want to say like, like uh, I get on like a Tuesday and like we just have dinner, have chill night. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to be here for a few nights. So like, let me book some spots because otherwise I'm just going to be in my mom's house the entire fucking time. And like, we don't need that. So Tuesday, no. So Wednesday I'm doing a spot. This place called Mad Oak. And the dude that runs it is a cool, cool guy. I like him. But every everything like around, like the the bartenders there fucking suck. And like to give you an example of like how shitty Oakland bartenders are, is I I remember I was hanging out with a friend I had not seen in like about seven, eight years. So I was like, and we was at Mad Oak. So we was like, yo, you know what? We need to bring it back. And this is, I wasn't like deep into wine at this point, but I was like done drinking fruity cocktails. Like my, my palate had matured. I hadn't seen this friend in a minute. So I was like, yo, let's do some AMFs like the old days. He's like, oh shit, nigga. All right, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's get them blue drinks out. So you get, so go to the bar. I'm like, oh, excuse me. Uh, can I do three AMFs? And it was like, gay white, dude. And he goes, so, <laughs> did I really need to tell y'all that? I could have just did the voice. <laughs> He's like, sir, we don't serve that. We drink like fucking adults here. And it's like, geez, nigga, calm the fuck down. Like, and look, I'm somebody like, I've had people be like, hey, could you, could, could you give, um, my my daughter a shout out it's her birthday it'll embarrass her hey could you do it i'm like you ain't about like you ain't about to turn this into a fucking roast show i came here with an act and now you like no i'm not a fucking club dj i'm not a fucking jukebox nigga like that's not fucking happening you know so i perfectly can understand the establishment saying hey like we're more sophisticated there's certain drinks we just won't make and like like the same way a steakhouse will be like no we are not giving you ketchup like this <laughs> is like we don't have ketchup here like, you know, we don't have fries here. Why do we need ketchup? This is a fucking steakhouse. This is an Italian restaurant. This is fine dining. Whatever, right? But to say, like, I just want to experience a nostalgic moment with my homie. And you have everything that it takes to make a fucking AMF there. Like, you just don't want to make it and you think it's beneath you because you want some fucking mixologist award. And you can just be like, hey, we don't, like, really do that type of, like, we drink, like, fucking adults. And he didn't say it, like, in, like, a, a humorous with the wink way. Because I would, because, you know, my, Lyle Barron's would fucking love that. Like, hey, look, we drink, like, fucking adults here. 
have you ever heard of a gin and tonic? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, fuck you. Let's go. All right, yeah, fine, fine. We'll do some shit. I just want to go to back in the day. But there was a moment I was happy. And uh, so anyway, so anyways, you get the pick. Like, that's like your typical Oakland bartender, cunty, entitled server. Like, that's just how they are. So I go in and I'm getting ready to, I go upstairs to do the show. And I see this comic there she's hosting. I'm not going to say her fucking name. But so, <laughs> this is really funny. So there's this comic, Adam Pearlstein, who quit comedy, thank God. But Adam Pearlstein, <laughs> Adam Pearlstein, right? He would do this. Uh, this was like, I, I, I he might have been doing it before the pandemic, but he it was definitely big during 2020. What he did was he would get... Uh, he would get comics to cook food and then it'd be like a competition uh, based on the photo and they pick who win. And and like they would stick to a thing. So like it'd be, you know, Italian, it'd be um, Mexican food, it'd be Chinese, like whatever. And they'd stick to the theme, they make the dish and it's cute. And people will vote. And me, I would always get off jokes during the competition because it was fucking fun. And it was this one picture I said, like, she put, like, a pinata next to some tacos. And whatever I said, it was really funny. Like, I was I was roasting the meat, no pun intended. And I was, like, talking about the... And she put, like, a pinata next to it. And I said something like, you could tell, like, a white person made this. This is the most fucking... Like, this place makes Chevys look like Ofar Alito. Like, I was just getting jokes off about it. And everybody was... Like, it, it was a good time. That was around the time, too, I was in uh, this Facebook group called Soul Food Foodies. That's back when it was, like, fun. There was a lot of cooning and, like, too many white ladies came and then too many people saying pot. Because we used to, like, roast, fo- like, food pics. It, w- it was fun. But, like, Facebook groups always get fucked. They either get, like, too ignorant or they get, like, too we need to be nice. And it's like, <laughs> no, fuck that. Like, let's let's get these jokes off. But anyways, so I'm getting these jokes off. And then she messaged me hey just so you know that was my photo and i dropped out of the competition because of you because my anxiety couldn't handle it and i just started fucking dying as i was reading these messages from this bitch and then she's like you know not to call her a bitch she's a they (laughs) we coded nigga we coded Anyways, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just fucking around. But so anyways, she's like, my anxiety can handle this, okay? And I'm like, and it was, um, it was like a federal holiday. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was like Veterans Day or something like that. And I said, I got to tell you, I'm not going to feel sorry for cooning on a federal holiday. And then she's like, oh, whatever. Well, this, you know, I worked really hard on it and my roommate suggested it and she's Brazilian. Okay. And I'm like, <laughs> and I said, well, see, yo, Mexican side shit. Cause she's half Mexican, half white. And throughout the whole thing, I just kept j- getting jokes off and then she blocked me and I'm like, well, that's fucking funny. So then it is funny. I remember like one cut. Co- I'm not gonna say the comic's name, but it's it's, it's a white comic that's doing very well right now. But he said to me, he's like, never, never. This is gonna be. I'm not gonna put that in here. This is gonna be too petty. Anyways, so then <laughs> I really want to say it though. But so anyways, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on something else. But so then, right? 
I'm blocked, whatever. So and then I like I never see her because she's like she's a fucking open mic. She's not gonna be on my radar. But like the the Bay Area is very accepting, especially to you know women comics and POCs. But not real niggas, hence my uh, reputation. Anyway, so she's hosting the fucking show. So I'm like, I really like, I'm not gonna say nothing. Then she's like, she does ask like, how do you want to be brought up? And then she did like the most like punk ass bitch thing, right? And I say punk ass bitch, and like if a guy did this, I would be like, nigga, you are pussy. She brings me up to the stage, and then she just hands me the microphone when there's a fucking mic stand. Because traditionally in stand-up, there are two things that are very taboo within stand-up. If you're hosting. Well, no, three things. The three things are, one, you do a bunch of time in between comics. Which, I mean, some comics are like, you comics should never do time between comics. A comic should just do eight minutes and then be out. Like, I don't believe that. I like hosts doing more time up front. I like hosts. If a comic bombs, like, talk about it. If a comic has a weird moment, like, talk, like you are the master of ceremony. Like, I don't know. It's just fuck. I just think his comments just being selfish. Like you're holding the show up. Like no, sometimes like a host is just fun to hang out with. Like you know, get over yourself. But anyways, that's taboo. A ho- is a host doing like you know five minutes in between comics? Because really, I think a host should do like no more than like an Instagram reel worth of material in between comics. Like if if it exceeds an Instagram or YouTube reel, you're doing too much time in between. That's my rule. Um. Then the other thing is uh, adjusting the mic stand to the height of the comic. That's very important. Uh, and then, like, if you don't do that, it's like, like, some comics will do disrespectful shit, like, you know, bring the mic all the way up high or all the way up low. Like, sometimes they'll do it as a joke. It's it's like something I don't like, even when they try to do it for shits and giggles, because it just looks like, it looks petty and cunty. But the other thing is, Put the mic in the mic stand. Shake the comic's fucking hand. Like, I didn't... Like, you know, I'm not like a fucking sexual predator. I'm not a fucking... I'm not like a piece of shit. Like, I'm not fucking exile. Like, I'm, I'm just like... They just shake my fucking hand, you bitch-ass nigga that can't make fucking tacos. Like, just get over that shit. Like, that's so fucking funny. But anyway, so like, whatever. And then I do my set, and then... It, it was like... I, I, I had, like, a, a really good veteran comedian polarizing set. Like, I'm doing my crowd work all around the room. Then eventually, I, I'm like, anything I can talk about that no comic talked about? And then somebody said Africans, and I said, oh, them niggas are the worst. And then, boy, could you feel the diaspora through that fucking room. Some people clapping, some people silent. I'm just like, nah, because they fucking... And there's some Indians there, and I said, because, you know, they're... They're like, they're like Indians, but if they could hang something over our head. Just like, they have like that white entitlement annoyance. And like, I'm doing stand-up. Like, do I mean all this stuff? That's not really the point. The point is it's funny. <laughs> so, I'm just, I'm, just having a, I'm just having a time of it on stage. And then somebody said, East Africans. I said, oh, nigga, they're worse than West Africans because they got like... Because, you know, the men are like six foot four. The women got chicken legs and diaper booty. And then, you know, they be looking at black Americans like, you fat, diabetic ass, nigga, slave piece of shit. Like, y'all don't say it, but I feel it when y'all look at me like that. Eating y'all injera and roots and shit. Anyways, you know, it's, it's a beautiful culture. 
<laughs> like and then Zoda Cry like gets it and like gets like what I do. And some people are like, I have never seen anything like this on Netflix. How is he allowed to say that like are there people that actually like this? And it's like, yeah, they like ever heard of Patrice O'Neill, bitch? Ever heard of fucking Bill Burr? You know, like Cause that's you know. That's uh those are my daddies. Anyway, so <laughs> doing that, I get off stage, and then the guy's running the show. He's like, I was like, yeah, that was funny. He said, yeah, that was exactly what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be some polished material. I thought it'd be some new material that went either way. Then I knew it'd be some crowd work, and I knew it'd be a moment where uh, you'd turn some people against you. And then I walked, like, the four East Africans there. And, you know, I'm not like one of those comments, like, yeah, I walked some people. But it's like, I don't know. <sighs> You know, I'm clearly joking. Get over yourselves. Anyways, the show's over and it's funny. I saw like, then like it was this other girl on the show. She said to the host, like, not to me. She said to the host, she said, you had like a really broy set. And he said, yeah, you know, I've been having sex with a lot of crazy women. And I'm like, that's such a fucking Bay Area thing to say. Like, like a nigga gets on stage just talking about bitches. It's like, hey, that was kind of broy. Like, what the fuck? Meanwhile, women are like, so if you're a guy, learn how to make a woman come and make sure you have money. And men are just like, boys are dumb. <laughs> boys are dumb. Because <laughs> all these bitches be saying. Anyways, so that's just something where I'm like, yep, I'm definitely back in the fucking Bay. And then, but they was eating some French fries, and they was eating like no, they was eating some tacos. And I really want to be like, "Hey, how's that taco treating you?" And they just walked the fire. I was like, "Nah, man," because then like by the time it gets back to me, it's like, and then he fucking he's spitting my food. Like, be like, what bitch? I never have. Anyways, so I was like, this place. This is just fucking weird. Anyway, so I was like, man, let me go downstairs, have a drink before I head out. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting on the side and they'd have like these because it like Mad Oak also sucks because like they don't take cash and there's one of but they take cash tips, of course. And it's like one of those places where it's like it's like the future, but it's not the future. So they have like these um little credit card things where like you could swipe and pay for it, like iPads or whatever. But they're not iPads. But anyways, they're on three ends of the bar, one at the front and then two on the side. Anyways, these two niggas had me waiting there for, and they're not white. They're like Latin or swarthy or, or Persian or some shit. But anyways, the point is that like I'm waiting the whole time. One's having like a full on conversation with a lady, and it's like. You realize this is an occupation. Like, you realize this is a job. Like, you know what the problem is? Like, in the Bay Area, bartenders and servers have turned into nigga barbers. Like, they fucking, t- like, because nigga barbers are like, yeah, but who else is going to cut your hair like me, nigga? You know how long it's going to take for you to find a barber, and you'll find one that's punctual, but he's going to be old, and he's going to fuck up your head because he's like, you know, he going blind and shit. And so now you got to deal with my stories about... <laughs> going to the Chargers game, nigga. Deal with it. <laughs> and you do. But with this, is yeah, it's fucking different, man. So eventually I got a drink and I felt very good not tip. How did, why do... Look, I get not everybody is doing what they want to do for a living, but I mean, come... 
Come the fuck on. That's the thing. The Barry is filled with like a bunch of frustrated failed artists. So that's why you get bullshit like that. So anyways, so I'm a graphic designer. Like make me in a groany asshole. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So, anyway, so anyways, I'm over there. <laughs> I take my drink to get forever. Then I call it. I call my Uber. And as I'm walking out, I'm seeing a scene that I've seen before, and it's a black woman just cussing out the bartender. She's like, fuck you. No, fuck that. Fuck this mother. No, it's bitch. It's a little bitch-ass thing. Fuck that. And it's a black woman. It's by herself. Then she's getting escorted out. Or not really escorted. Like the It's a black bouncer, and he's trying to get her to leave, but he doesn't want to touch her. And that's the thing. I, dude, I saw like a full-on fight at the... It was like the last few days the 99 Cent store was open in West Oakland. That was like the last good thing that existed in West Oakland. Last good business existed in West Oakland. And it was a woman fighting a lady behind the register at the 99 Cent store right before it was like, right, we're closing soon, so get this fucking $1.50 avocado. Like it was... <laughs> it's been doused in bug spray. And it was like, and anyway, so a woman's like fucking fighting the cashier. And she's like, I'm going to shoot you, bitch. I'm going to shoot this whole motherfucking place up, motherfucker. And they're on the floor wrestling. It's, a, it's an armed security guard there. And I say, nigga, do something. What the fuck's wrong with you? And he just didn't want to do nothing. I don't even know why people hire security in Oakland. Like, it's... <laughs> that, yo, that's not like fucking... See, this is why, why, why Oakland's so fucking backwards. Like, women get to acting up, and then the, the fucking security guards are scared to even fucking touch them. Like, it's... It's wild. So anyways, I'm seeing a scene I've seen before and not, you know, a, a, a black woman uh, getting kicked out of somewhere or, or, or like not not an incident like the 99 cent store store uh, grand closing, but incident where I've seen a black woman in a bar by herself. Women n- normally don't go places by themselves. By herself. And she's having a meltdown. And she's getting kicked out of a place. So then I'm walking outside. Because there's another time I saw this. There was like probably two, three other times. And the the types of black women I saw getting kicked out. I would not call them ghetto or hood rats. Like they may be not very well adjusted. But they're people where it's look like they, they look like. They look like they contribute to society in some form or fashion. You know, they they didn't they didn't have like oh my god, what the fuck? Like they sounded like they they sounded like people that were at their wits' end. Being black in the Bay Area and being black in this New Oakland will definitely have you at your fucking wits' end. It's a demon out there. And both times I've heard these black women use homophobic language. Fuck you, motherfucking faggot. Motherfuck you. And look, if, if you say the F word in the Bay Area, you are saying, yeah, I really don't give a fuck. That's really how you say you don't give a fuck in the Bay. Is you say some racist shit, some homophobic shit, or some, yeah, I meant to be sexist shit. That's the way of saying you don't give a fuck. Because everybody says they don't give a fuck. 
especially online. So that's occurring, right? I'm like, I'm on the outside because I'm just like, am I going to have to defend this system? Because I'm already kind of like, you know, I'm glad somebody had the balls to <laughs> to tell them fucking bitch-ass bartender niggas about themselves. Good for you. So, and look, and by the way, what do I think happened? I, I think, like, they took too long to get a drink. I think they are rude about something. I think there's, I don't think it was probably over a bill. I think it was like they said something really fucked up, and then she just flipped it. Because these were, like, really, really arrogant pricks behind the bar. But so anyway, so she's like on the outside and she's cussing all them out. Then what she does is she and she's doing the fuck you and saying the homophobic slurs and all that other stuff. Then there's like a like a light fixture because, you know, these places are all about like ambience. or it's like, let's look like we're trying, but we're not trying. You know, Oakland in a nutshell. She grabs a light fixture. And it drops and then it and then she's like she she blossomed. Like, I don't know how to explain it. You know, like the shit you see where. It was like a, a vine of... I'm not explaining this well, but it was like a vine of a fucking... I'm like a guy trying to like... Like this like a fucking Ikea or like like West Elm or whatever the fuck. Like, I'm like a guy... I'm like a husband of Ikea. It's like, so my wife's looking for this thing and it's like, um... All right, so, uh, so it's got a shelf, but it's not a bookcase. It's not a coffee table, but it, it's a shelf, but there's also a door on it. You <laughs> say, nigga, What? <laughs> so it's my bad phone's ringing so anyway so i'm seeing but i've seen the scene before and she's like vandalizing this stuff and then like and then they're doing nothing after she vandalized the property and they're just like the security guy's like i'm gonna call them cops and it's like tackle her nigga like and then get the bartender to call the cops but no then the bartender's gonna like go to like having an eight minute conversation trying to get pussy instead of making fucking drinks bitch ass niggas Fuck Mad Oak. Anyway, so that's going to happen. And then I get in the car, so I'm like, oh, she's going to be fine. So I get in the car. And this is how I realize I don't care, right? I said to the Uber driver, I fucking hate this place. And he was like a black dude. And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I live it. And I'm like, straight out the gate. I'm like, because let me tell you something I've done for years. I've like, I mean, people know I'm a Laker fan. People know that like, I try as hard as I can to like claim LA because um, I got roots here. But I mean, at the same time, I grew up in Oakland. Like, there's like deep cut shit I can't tell you about LA that I can tell you about Oakland and the Bay, you know. But I still had, like, a personality and, like, a mind of my own when I got to the Bay. So it's like, you know, whatever. So so I'm just like, I've always fucking hated this place. And I just get to, I get to talking, like, the way I talk to y'all on here. And he's like, well, I, I personally love it. And then I just started saying all the things I fucking hate about it. And at one point, I, I, I said something to the effect of, I said, because, look, I think Kyrie was... Shouldn't have shared that documentary that he never watched. I'm not somebody where I blindly follow Dr. Umar and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck Kanye. I don't like the anti-Semitism I've heard Minister Farrakhan say. Like, I it's shit that I don't, you know, I'm not a, like a blind Pan-African, even though I do have some Pan-African ideology. I'm, I don't just blindly follow that shit. 
because it was also written by guys and a lot of the, you know these philosophies are written by men during a certain time and by let's be honest fucking ego maniacs some of them so i'm not gonna just anyways that's besides the point but i said to him but i really feel like the multiculturalism has edged black people out of here we don't really have authentic black restaurants it's only so like there's not like a thriving black section out here like you go to west oakland ain't shit in west oakland you, you go to east oakland like it's things but it's like you gotta anyway so i'm not i'm not gonna like go into a whole everything i said but i said and i said a few things and he laughed at some of them because you know i'm undeniable but anyways i see that black woman like just real quick to that meltdown i saw i think there's something about being out here because what I think happened was, in all those situations, I think those were black women. And I'm trying to be careful with how I say this. Because it could sound like sexist or, or something. But it's that black women, it's, they had a moment where they felt disrespected. And they did not feel protected. And this is why I'm Because I'm not saying, oh, they need a man to protect them. They can't handle themselves. I'm not saying that or that excuses homophobic language or or vandalism. I'm, I'm not inferring that in any way. But what I'm saying is there's a certain level where you could hear certain things, see certain things. And you're like, oh, my God, this is where the fuck I am. It's like if you have it's like, OK, if you go to a business and look, I realize like I'm talking about restaurants and bars a lot. But I mean, when you think about it, when you face racism in those establishments, like this is a place I'm going to spend my money to have a better experience and I'm giving you my money and you and I'm still feeling like a bias or like you treat me like a nigga. Like, what the fuck? There's something that is just mind boggling about that, which is why I love Italian restaurants, because I, I don't feel that like when I'm in like an Italian, like when the guy's doing the. Yo, they're a beautiful woman. Hey, how you doing? Sit down. Like when I go to them spots, I don't be feeling that way. The hipster spots, you know, it go out of way. Um, but so anyways, I think there's something that is fucking maddening is what it is. And I, I feel like, you know, that sister, along with a few others, I think they just kind of like I deal with what I deal with at work. I have what I have going on in my social life and. I'm be honest, like these women, like they're not like bad bitches, you know. They're not like you know the type of one where it's like, because there's also a thing where it's like women typically get better treatment from male bartenders, and it's like you're not even giving me. And she's like, okay, so you give all them, so you get that little Asian girl, that little Latin girl, that big old, like you don't give all them special treatment, blah, 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 but you. Not even special treatment. You just treat them how you treat you treat them equally, and you treat me different. I can I can see how like that. I'm telling you, man, being black in the Bay is like it could really really make you go crazy. Like I remember, it was this girl, the my first girlfriend, and I had this one really really annoying friend, and, and it, like a lot of friends would just be like. Because around that time, I was just kind of like, bro, if you want to smoke, you want to hoop, whatever, I'll hang out with anybody. Like, I wasn't too particular about who I hung out with socially because I just like being out. Anyways, this nigga was all like up on my, like, it was this really annoying nigga named A.B. 
He's this biracial nigga from Colorado. And he talked like this, man. Oh, come on, man. And I was just like, bro, if you're going to come to the club with me, you're going to have to wear some fucking pants, my nigga. And he was like, you know, 11 years older than me. He'd be like, oh, man, pants are so colonial, man. And that's it. He was like this, you know, 6'2", 6'3", golden-haired, out-of-pocket, and he was like biracial, biracial. Like, he looked like... He really looked like a, a fucking Cliff Bar eating white boy. And he, he was like super healthy. Anyways. So he was all up on, you know, my girl. Page. I'm like, man, I don't even really want to see what she into. And then he was like, oh, what? Because, you know, he's a fucking instigator. So then he's like, who is it? Man, this guy has cauliflower ears. Looks like he's a wrestler. And then he just started roasting his page. And he's like, <laughs> I'm not going to say the nigga's name, you know. But and it, and that turned into like a whole thing. And. I was like, and I was like, man, she's fucking that nigga. Zeke know her. Zeke know her. She is fucking somebody my little homie knows. Do I need to talk to my bitch or my little homie? How do I handle this? If I talk to my little homie, is he still my little homie? You goddamn right, nigga. <laughs> Shout out Zeke. But so anyways, I was like having, and then we was getting, and I didn't like really smoke a lot of weed at the time. And I'm like freaking out. And later he's like, Man, relax, Lyle, man. Like, so what? He's and then like and it turned out she was fucking him. And then she's like, he's like, relax, Lyle, man. Because it, it, he said something to stay with me. He said, if you were a person of color in the Bay Area that's about something, the Bay Area is a very small place. Man. And I never fucking forgot that. Never fucking forgot that. Anyways, just seeing like a black person just have like a very um irrational to the outside world, but rational to me reaction to basically get mistreated in the Oakland bar. Totally understood it. So, so then Thursday, I'm on a stage, and there's something that's been happening like to me, like when I get on stage in Oakland now, it's like I find myself passively trying to bomb. I found and like a lot of comics like to to test the edges, but I'm just like I fucking hate the, you people. I hate like I was on stage in Oakland and I was just saying exactly. And Tony Sparks was hosting. Tony Sparks, Bay Area County mentor, he comes up like he's laughing throughout the show, and I'm saying like I remember when white men y'all used to have balls, y'all used to be Vikings, and now y'all like like I, I miss y'all being a little tight. Like we need. We need, and I was just saying like how, and he was laughing his ass off. Then at one point I said, cause you know, like the thing is right. Like I, I hate performing here. Like I, like in the Bay area. Cause it's like, you know, like when you perform in LA or New York, they're like, Hey, can I get your Instagram? Like, are you, you got a YouTube, you know, you perform in Calabama or one of these like rural areas on the road. They're like, Hey, do you have a shirt I can buy you? It's so funny. You know, thank you so much for coming out. And then you have, like, the most amazing set of your life in Oakland. Some, like, schlubby motherfucker comes up to me like, hey, do you know where I could sign up next time? This was a fucking book show with a cover. Suck my dick, nigga. I was pouring my heart out. Like, I was just I was just having a blast just telling them why I fucking hate. Like, even it's gotten to the point that, like, on New Year's Eve on the early show and some, sh some shows in L.A., I'll just be talking about how much I fucking hate the Bay Area. And, of course, they fucking love it. 
So anyways, I do that. Then Friday, I got a pop-up show I'm doing in San Francisco with um, a business associate of mine. Like, we, uh, we we ran shows before the pandemic. We ran shows during the pandemic. We made some good money together. And he was like, wow, like, you going to be in the area? Let's do a one-off. I was like, all right, bet. And then we worked it out, and it, it was cool. We made some money. So anyway, what does that sound like? I'm fucking promoting something. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we did that. Like, just just fucking no heart. Just like, yeah, just the business. And, you know, we did like, 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 remember when, like, rapper interviews would, like, fucking suck, you know, like, in the in the 2000s like you know we got something for everybody and they said it's just because they did like eight million interviews you know now i feel rappers don't do enough interviews because they don't get like questioned or challenged about the goofy shit they be doing unless they talk to act because now Charlemagne's soft anyways so doing this show on friday and i can see like the eventbrite notification so i can see who's like getting tickets for it and I see the a name of a of a woman I've met only a few times in my life, and I've had very few words with. But she is a woman that uh, her boyfriend was like a. I'm not gonna say who because it's, but her boyfriend is a super fan of a comic that has been on this podcast before. It's that only like narrows it down to a few. <laughs> her boyfriend is like a super fan of um. This one comic, and this comic would come up from LA, and he would do my show. And that dude would come out to every show, and he never came out to none of my shows. He would only come out when the homie was doing my show. And he had a really fucking smoking hot Guatemalan girlfriend. Like, she's like, she's curvy time like her face is just fucking beautiful and she's like a sweet girl she's like really like friendly you know but she was like in a relationship for fucking ever and i remember one time like i don't know like i would like reply to some stories or whatever and then i seen them at a show one time and then he was there and he's like oh yeah like you respond like to all her instagram stories i'm like that's a fucking lie nigga it was like four and i was like I'm going to phone both of them because there's some weird shit going on here and I'm whatever. Man, they still follow me and like would look at my shit. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So then she gets tickets and I'm like, let me do like a little because if I'm going to come up to a place I really don't like, it'd be very nice to get some pussy out of it. So I do like a little check on Instagram because I see she got some tickets and she's not following old boy. I'm like, okay, looks like uh, we're good to go here. Looks like. Uh... So then we doing the show. And my nigga Tremaine is hosting. And, and what's dope is like when you leave the Bay or you leave like a, a area as a comic and you see like a comic like get better. Like they're always good, but you see like they added some shit to their game. Like, okay. I see you with the jump. Oh shit! You know the crowd where you can rip. Oh man, you added like a little, you added a a, a little left handed layup package. Like you know, it's it's always it's always dope to see. And Tremaine was hosting his ass off. So anyway, Tremaine's hosting the show. Then about to bring me up, and at one point he's like, um, he says to in the crowd of the girls that are there, he says, um. 
So what's up? Do you have any penis for you? Any penis for you? And Trey like normally works clean. And the thing that happens with comics is like comics will kind of sound like when comics start hosting, they'll kind of sound like who they did, who they've done the most comedy around. Not like even like they trying to take their style. And I'm like, damn, you you seen who's fucking okay, nigga? I could I could tell you've been around me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been hanging around Lyle. Even, even Matt Duggar, like Matt Duggar, like Matt Duggar was doing crowd work and it was a girl in the crowd, and he's like. I'm not gonna say what he said. It was it was really funny. <laughs> I'll I'll bring it up like next time he's on here. But so Tremaine's doing his thing. Then at one point, but oh anyway, so it was confirmed that the girl that I wanted to see, that she ain't had no penis in her life. I'm like, all right, we off to a good because if she was like, this is the guy I'm dating, because she it was her, her friend, and two guys. I was like, I'm gonna just show my ass. But I was like, all right, I'm gonna actually have a good set. My mom's was there. And I did like 40 minutes. I'm gonna say 29 of it was good because it was like a black Cuban lady there. But she really felt like a black woman. She's like, I am a California Cuban. I'm like, you see not, you not black. And she's like, what are I, you doing to act with all this? And I'm like, no, this is how I really don't try to see you from the era of like where like you because she was like, she was Gen X. Uh, and like black Gen X people are like kind of retarded. Because they took like all like they took like the Detroit Red and none of the Malcolm X stuff. And they're like like I'm gonna say Gen X is ignorant in a way. I'm gonna say black boomers and black millennials are like less retarded than black Gen Xers. Like they fuck like these niggas are dumb. You can't say that word. Oh my gosh. Can I just have a fucking safe space where I can just speak freely? Like, y'all know what the fuck I mean. Y'all know I'm not talking about going up to, like, a bunch of special needs kindergartners and, like, spraying a hose on them like it's a civil rights. Like, I'm just <laughs> But what if I did? No, but I'm just saying. Anyway, so... Then at one point, I was like, anything I can cover, no comic coverage. She said, talk about your baby mamas. I'm like, I don't have no baby mamas. And she said, well, I guess you're not very black. And I said, you see how, like, ignorant this little coon is? Like, she's like, oh, you ain't got no baby. And then, anyways, after the show, she, she was she was delightful. She was nice. Kiss on the cheek. Got Her man got her Latino boyfriend got me a drink. Like, that was cool people, you know. Maybe that was a little harsh. <laughs> Maybe I didn't need to say all that. I don't know. So, anyways, then after the show, I'm like, I go, I go up to her. And I'm like, yo, like, like, hey, thanks for coming out. She's like, oh, my God, I didn't think you would remember me. Uh. And she does this thing, because this is the thing that I noticed with people after comedy shows. Where, like, she's like, oh, man, I could, I, I was going to say you should talk about dating in 2020, because dating is so crazy. Oh, my God, I got stories. Ah. And she's like, I'm like, she, she's just, like, really hyped right now. And she was, like, laughing her ass off when I was on stage. It was dope. So then... Well, no, but what I'm saying is, like, there's a thing I notice after comedy shows. Like, you ever, like, you walk out, like, like a long, dramatic movie, and people are just kind of, like, silent, stiff, and still, and just kind of, like, oh, man. You walk out of an action movie, people come with, like, their chest pumped out, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you walk out, like, a Marvel movie, an action movie, they're, like, hyped, right? And I notice when people walk out of a comedy show, they're laughing more and they're doing more, like, da-da-da, ah, like, just the rhythm that they... 
the rhythm that they're speaking is more like ah, da, ah, da, 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 ah. you know it's like they like I, I think there's something about what you just get done watching can like affect your mood like if it's over an hour So she's kind of doing that, but she's she's like being cool. I'm like, what's up? Can I get you a drink? And she's like, I feel like I need to buy you a drink. And I'm like, all right, I like where your mind is at, little bitch. So she gets me a drink, and I'm drink I'm drinking straight Casamigos the entire night. So we're drinking. So I'm drinking Caso. I'm like, like so. And she's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, all right, cool. So we're talking, and I'm like, she's like, yeah, because my 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 ex he liked that. I'm like, yeah, okay, good ex. She's like, he liked that one comedian. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, da, da. So then. We get to talking, and he's like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, Joe Prano, cool. <laughs> My bad. So then, I had a whole conversation. Then I'm like, what's up? I was wondering, um, you know, if you'd like to go for a drink sometime, you know, I'm going to be here for a minute, you know, like... You- you know, you kind of fly. I'm talking like like it's like the beginning of like a Lloyd Banks of camera. I'm like, I'm just saying, you know, you kind of fly. Like, you know, you should roll with me. Like, and then like this early 2000s fucking Spanish guitar starts playing over like a fucking drum beat. And then the Shante singing. I'm just saying, man, you're too pretty to be here. <laughs> just, yeah. So then, right. She's like, really? I didn't even think you would remember me. Oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm sorry. I'm so awkward. I'm so awkward. I'm like, I get it. I'm like tall. I'm big. I have star power. I get why you will freeze up around a nigga like me. You know, I'm a star, you know. And she's like, oh, my God. I just can't believe it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Fuck it. Why not? I'm like, I mean, going out with a date with me, I don't want it to sound like going, going like skydiving or, or parasailing like yeah fuck it yeah let's do it yeah why not like like i invited you on like a 5 a.m hike <laughs> so you can see the view at 9 a.m because the sunset's perfect like that's actually a real thing in maui that some people do i'm i'm comfortable knowing i'm never gonna do that anyway so i'm like so anyways basically she's like yeah take my number down let's do it like like when you free she's like oh i'm free uh this day i'm like and, and I'm like a little tipsy. I'm like, I got a show Monday, but fuck it. I'll cancel it to see you. And she's like, no, no don't do that. And then I was like, all right. And then it's funny. She texted me. She was like, later, she was like, how'd the show go? And I just lied because I was like, yeah, I wasn't going to do that Monday spot anyways. Anyway, oh, but so that happens. And it's a night, you know, we go our separate ways. Well, I, st- I you know, I stay closer down. I talk with my mans. The owner of of, uh, of the venue. So I get in the Uber. African driver. This will be relevant later. So get in the car. And then we go block up. And he's making the illegal U-turn. While it's like a green light in other lane. I'm like, yo, what the fuck you doing? Yo, what's your... Airbags went off on the window. I didn't even know airbags could go off on the window. I brace, hit my arm. My head flies into my lap like I'm about to suck my own cock, right? I got abdominal pain, arm pain, back pain. I feel like fucking shit. But I know that there's a history of drivers, or not but, but, and I know there's a history of drivers 
there's a history of road rage in the Bay Area. Like niggas be getting shot on the freeway in Oakland. Nobody in in the Bay period, and nobody talks about it. And then I heard like, and then I heard like the crash. I'm like, oh shit, these niggas shooting at us. He gets out the car, fucking running on foot, chasing after the car that the SUV that he ran into. You know, like a. This is why I mentioned he was African, and he's going off. Then. I get out the car and I'm just taking pictures of the damage immediately. Then this one dude, foreign dude, he's like, I don't know, you Eastern European, I'm gonna say. He pulls up and he's like, What happened here? And I was like, got in a car crash, driver made a legal U-turn. He said, Do not report him. I'm like, why? He said, Because if you report him, he would not be able to drive again. I said, Fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. And then he drove off. This is a thing that I hate the foreigners do, where it's like, save my ass money fuck how you feel fuck if you got hurt save my ass every time fucking pieces and he probably didn't know he's african he probably thought he was like him what a fucking oh my i i want that nigga to fucking die this is the first time you guys have seen my temper on here <laughs> Fuck that bitch ass republic of assholeness he's from. So fast forward, cops show up, and then the African driver's trying to talk to me. He's like, you know him like, no, get the fuck away from me. And they just give me a number that I could call because I just want to make a report of it. Anyways, I go home and I'm like really really fucked up and then i don't feel it but i still got the tequila in my system i call a lift back because i'm like i'm done with these uber niggas i'm all fucked up and then and then i smoke i take some edibles i drink some more because i'm just like i gotta do something to subside the pain some other things ensued christmas christmas was beautiful made a lovely meal made duck cone feet over over Garlic confit, mashed potatoes, sweet roasted carrots. I made a a, a balsamic in uh, Pinot Noir uh, reduction sauce, and I put toasted pine nuts in it. It was beautiful. Thanksgiving was great. I mean, Christmas. You know, I don't know. I was just there, so so it kind of blends in. Anyways, car crash, very traumatic experience. I'm sorry, I need a moment. Fast forward to the girl. So anyways, I get in a fucking car crash. I'm like, what are the odds that like I go just do some shows and then this this fucking African coon takes a U-turn, an illegal U-turn, crashes, and he says it's not his fault, and then he goes off chasing the fucking car. Like... You know, he smelled like weed. It was, it was just all bad, right? And the cops get to the scene. The cops don't give a fuck. And the cops are like, we're not sending a fucking ambulance. And they just, and these young Latino cops who just couldn't give a shit. And I'm like, I fucking hate this city. This region, this area. So anyways, fast forward to Tuesday, right? The girl, she's like a little weird with the texting, but I'm like, whatever. I mean, she's got her own life. Like, I'm not going to. She knows, oh, yeah, and then at the bar, I was like, you want to go out? She said, okay, just so you know, I don't put out on the first date. Ha, ah. And I'm like, all right, ha. Ah. Yeah, that was funny. 
But I like that your head is you're already thinking like you already know my mind's on sex. So like we're we're in a good we're off to a good start. So one thing that I have in San Francisco is I have my list of pussy spots. And my new pussy, I have like, it's it's a pussy hike, right? And I can tell you, I can't tell you my pussy spots in LA, but like, I'm, I'm never fucking going to the Bay Area again, so who gives a fuck? I start off at this spot called Union Larder, and this is in Russian Hill. Union Larder is an excellent wine bar, and it's hard to find like good wine bars in general in America, like, all the wine, because... Excuse me. Like when I was living in uh in Brooklyn, the problem is, excuse me, with the wine bars in New York, they was all just it was just it was too much fucking petite nat. And like if you don't know about natural wine, it's like it's really funky. It's got like and it's a type of wine where it, like it's it natural wine is not meant to age. And natural wine vegan because eggs eggs are often put in the wine. Uh vegan wine, natural wine. It really tastes like shit if you don't have it like right at the vineyard, I feel. Now, have I had some natural wines that are like tasty? Of course, but like too far to in between is some hipster shit. Cause you don't think about hipsters. Hipsters like bitter taste. Hipster like when you think about what hipsters like to drink, hipsters like coffee, hipsters like um absinthe or whatever it's called. Uh hipsters like uh whiskey Hipsters like IPAs, hipsters like stouts and, and porters, and hipsters like, you know, like hipsters don't like, you know, like hipsters, like people like hipsters, hipsters are not fucking in the wine, okay? Yuppies are in the wine, like I'm a yuppie, I'm in the wine. Hipsters are into uh, like bitter shit that's like harsh and has like a burn and just isn't, like hipsters don't like rum, hipsters don't like, um... Hipsters have started to got into mezcal, you know, and I like some mezcal. I like the smokiness, but hipsters aren't into like a smooth sipping tequila. You know what I'm saying? Hipsters aren't into like a, a Caribbean rum with like a little, it's got a sweetness on the front palate and a smokiness on, on the finish. You know, that they like, they like hard shit. So anyways, Union Lard is a good wine bar. And then, and then the wine bars in Oakland, it, it's kind of like the ones in Brooklyn where it's like, it's a bunch of natural wine. It's hard to find like just the, there's one place my homegirl Wendy was telling me about, but she was like, it is way too fucking white and old, but this wine is amazing. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm probably never going to go there. I'm probably, cause I'm, like, like, I like the idea of going there and it's like, ah, oh, nah, fuck that. I'll just get some bottles for the house. Some of the wine bars are cool in LA, like you, you know, but you know, wine bars ultimately often for couples. Like you just have to like the wine and catching a vibe. Anyways, Union Lauder is a cool wine bar. They have excellent selection. They have a good menu. Anyway, so I'm there. I'm waiting, and I take an Uber from Oakland there because I'm like, you know what? I'm not taking Bart. Okay, I'm not taking the fucking train. I'm not getting wet. You know, I'm not doing none of that. You know, I'm because you know I'd I'd take the train from West Oakland to Embarcadero, and it's like this place is one away. You can't get a car outside of here. Hey, I'm sorry, I can't park. You have to cross the street. Fuck it, twenty four dollars. Like instead of you know maybe seventeen dollars with some bullshit. 
with like $8 worth of bullshit, I'd rather just pay the $24 and get straight there. Pay my $24, got straight there, will enjoy myself some nice wine. Then I have a thing where I don't like being hungover right before a date. So she's telling me she's going to be 10 minutes late, and I'm like, whatever, enjoy myself. She gets in, and she, her body language was god-fucking-awful. It was like, like you would have thought like LeBron James and Kyle Kuzma was on a date. Her body language was just, it was like Draymond and Jordan Poole. It was just like, hey, don't fuck with each other. She gives me like this fucking side hug, and it's like, if I was a stranger, I'll be like, they are either like some like computer nerd, low key virgins, like they're not virgins, but they might as well be virgins, or they're like exes, like, like you know, like you be out with your girl and she's like, okay, so what do you think their story is? Okay, so I think they used to date and they're just trying to feel things out. Like it was, it was just t- terrible body language. I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm fine. She's like, I'm okay, and she's not making eye contact, and she's speaking like this. She's not talking like an adult. And I'm like, good God. And I'm like, just. I'm trying to bring the conversation to a play. I'm just like, what's up? Like, you know, like, she's like, I'm sorry. I'm so awkward. I'm like, it's all good. Like, we, you know, we, we just chilling right now. Like, we're not doing nothing. And then she's like, I'm hit. And then she says, she's like, cut to. She says she's awkward like seven fucking times. And then in my head, I'm like, Lyle, do you want to put either of you guys through this? And she's like, it's just so weird, like, being on a date. I was in a relationship for six years. And I'm like, um... Oh, yeah. Anyways, the dinner, the, the date plan was Union Larder, and then we walk across the street, and we go to this place called Seven Hills, which is this Italian spot. I like... Seven Hills, I like because they have an excellent wine selection, uh, you would get wines by the bottle. You don't have to be like Drake said on working on a weekend like usual. The, the uh, wine by the glass, you man, a cheapskate, huh? It's more economical to get a bottle. Like bottles would be like 35, 50. Like, like and then I like looked up on the internet because a lot of wine, uh, Italian restaurants and restaurants will be like, will mark up like a $17 bottle and it'll be like, you know, 40, 52. All these things, all the, <coughs> these joints was all these bottles was accurately priced. So I'm like, all right, I fuck with y'all. So anyway, so and the food's incredible. Also, it came to my attention because Steve Kerr and Coach Pop dine there after a game. Does that add some sauce for me? Of course, but also like the ambience is amazing. And after um, after uh, you know I, uh, some things happened in my life, and I was out of New York. I, I took a lovely. Uh, 22 23 whatever she i took a lovely persian girl there and um things worked out very well in my favor so i was like oh yeah this is this is going in the pussy restaurant rotation nigga so we're there i'm like do you even want to like be doing this and like i told her the plan i was like we do like we had some wine some cheese we had dinner. Like, how's that sound? She's like, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds fun. Cool. So then she's like, I mean, honestly, I'm not, like, really hungry. I'm like, bitch, I was eating fucking bok choy and mushrooms and carrots all day preparing for this. I had a friend that wanted to grab lunch, and I was like, I'm just going to have some vegetables, nigga. I ain't going to, like, really have a real lunch. Like, I prepared for this, bitch. 
And she's like, yeah, but she's like, maybe we go someplace that's not like there. I'm like, well, here's the thing. I put a credit card down so we can have a reservation. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like $25. She said, I could give you the $25. I'm like, it's not about the money, okay? I starved myself all day for this. And oh, yeah, she told me, the boy that one, she told me she wasn't hungry. Then she told me she was super hungover. Then she told me that her brother sent her a picture of her ex with another girl. And it probably was harmless. It's probably like, oh, they're just hanging out. And she's like, you know, then she told me like her ex had just called her and she was, whatever, I'm not going to put that out there. Anyway, it was like really, really fun. I was just like, I don't like, are you trying to get dick down or not? Or what? Like, I'm, what the fuck is this conversation about? I'm drinking a lovely uh, Multipucciano de Brazo, a 2018. Fucking delicious. Anyway, so I swear this wine tastes like sex. Thank God, because Lord knows I didn't have any. Oh, I'm dangerous. So that happens, right? So I'm like, what the fuck? Then she's like, I just need a second. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, it's 8.15. And like, we've been waiting for a table. And I'm like, and I was just like, well, Lyle, you have a few options. You could let her give you $25. And you could walk around being hungry and have her awkwardly explain her life and predicament to you. And maybe you go in some bar and it's just super awkward. And you're just essentially going to be a sounding board for shit she's trying to figure out. And you know you have to be extra gentle. And, like, because she's a small little Latina. You're a big black man. Like, it's just, and she's gorgeous. And you're a nigga with a beard. Like, and fat and muscular. Like, <laughs> you could do that. And just, like, have to ultimately just be, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you basically have to be, like, a, a, a fucking neutered mammy nigga. <laughs> you gotta be a fucking neutered mammy nigga. And go somewhere. And, but I know the game. I'm like, because like, there's certain things, like, I've had bitches talk me into. Like, all right, maybe a titty will fall out. Maybe, like, okay. I right, suck it a little bit. But I'm like, I don't even want, I don't even want that pussy in that state. She came so unprepared, so I'm pretty sure her ass dirty. You know, like, I don't, I don't want none of that. So then, I'm like, look, here's the thing. I waited all blah, blah, blah for this. She's like, I'm just going to go to the restroom and freshen up. And I, I've i done this two times in my life. This is, this is the second time I've done it. I just got up and left. And I sent her a text. I was like, hey, um, you can just go home. I, I'm going to grab dinner and blah, blah. But yeah, you, you, you take care of yourself. And uh, she's like, yeah, yeah, I think I'm just going to go home. I'm like, if you want to join, like I, I gave her like an opening. Not even like for pussy, but just for the, in the name of screenshots. Like, so, because you can't say I did nothing. I was disrespectful. Because, you know, bitches in the Bay Area, like just, you know, they like being victims. Um, You know, they be victim cloud chasing in the Bay Area. 
I'm not talking about like real shit. I'm talking about like, you know, just like victims and like, they were mean to me. And it's like, bitch, you deserve that shit. So I went to Seven Hills. I sat at the bar. And do you know how depressing it is when they put two, like I've seen it happen in movies and TV shows. Like we've seen it, but when you see the other table play setting and then you got to say, you can get rid of that. <laughs> Nigga, that kills you. It's like, you can feel sad when we watch it on TV. It's 10 times hits more. I'm like, and then, I, I, and then I'm like, um, let me get a glass of this, a glass of this. Let me uh, get three pours of this. I'm going to choose which bottle I want. And then, cause you know, I'm, I'm like a pro and like, mm, Chianti. And then I'm like, yeah, take care of yourself, blah, blah, be a good guy. She's like, thanks, you too. And I really want to text, bitch, I am fine. You the one that needs to fucking heal. <laughs> you know, but I didn't do that. I just left it at that. Because that's what I have a podcast for. So that happens. I'm sitting there. Get my meatballs. I'm like, hey, mom. These bitches is out they mind. And I just gave her a, a, a short version of what happened outside on a phone call. And she just felt real bad for me. She was also at the show and she saw the girl. She's like, yeah, she's pretty. That's good for you. Not like on no sad shit. Like, my baby's finally going to have somebody. But just on some like, you know, good for you, nigga. Then, and she like talks to my mom briefly. She's like, oh, it's nice to meet you. Oh, my God, it's your son. <laughs> that little girl retarded. <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> And I was just at the bar, and I'm just, like, knocking them back. And then I just order a bunch of food. I'm like, yeah, we just, I'm going to have that with my mom's. That little girl is, like, she's 26, which bothered me. Because she was like, maybe you go to some place that's not, yeah, it's not so official. I feel like a date. I'm like, well, bitch, we just eating. Like, I'm here. Like, just fucking, just hang out, nigga. Like, I don't give a, ah, that's not too much. Because I was like, do you want to meet in Oakland at SF? She's like, I'd prefer if we did SF. You could have saved the, me a trip across the bridge for this bullshit. You could have offered to, like, you know, just pay for, like, the fucking money that I fucking wasted, you piece of shit. Oh, my God. But I would never, like, because I'm, like, I'm too much of a boss to do all that. But anyway, like, so what a piece. This is why I don't want to hear no bitch say they're a girl boss. Because none of them be, like, paying for, like, you know, shit when they deliberately waste a nigga's time. You know you're not going to fuck me and go out and, bitch. Anyway, so, oh, yeah, then at one point during the day, this is what made me just say I'm in this. She said, um, because, like, I just don't want you to be expecting sex. I'm like, well, I'm not expecting sex, like, right now. I thought, like you said, not on the first date. Like, we just kicking it. And she's like, well, I'm not, like, into sex. Like, I'm not into sex. I'm like, with me or, like, at all? And she said, well, that's, like, really personal, and I don't want to talk about that. I'm like. You brought it up, and she and she's doing that weird shit the Bay Area women do, where it's like they'll say something like really off-putting and direct, and where like it could be a diss to you or it could not, and then you inquire about it, and they're like, "I just don't want to talk. I, I don't want to talk about it." I'm like, "God, what the fuck?" Anyways, look, women in the Bay Area are very kooky about sex. I've been having a wonderful time in LA. If you guys haven't been able to tell. You know, I'm not going to do a direct, like, here's, here's how you get your dick sucked in L.A. Here's how you try to get your dick sucked. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say I'm I'm really happy uh, with things in my life right now. But women in the bear are just so fucking, like, weird about sex. It's like, 
And it's not like, oh, you don't want to have sex with me, so fuck you, or there's something wrong with you if you don't want to, like, I can, like, I'm somebody, like, I'm just realistic about things. Like, I can get why a woman would, like, if a beautiful woman fucks me, I'm like, oh my god, is there something wrong with her? Was she born? Why does she want to fuck me? I'm not like the fucking Woody Allen, like, I don't want to be a part of a a club that would have me as a member. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a confident guy, but I was, I'm like, yeah, I can get why a woman wouldn't want to fuck me, and then, it's like, yeah, it's other options that are, that, are, that are different. I get why one would be like, I mean, he's funny, but not enough to ignore that. <laughs> you know, like, I get it, you know. But what I don't get is this, I'm like, hang around this nigga and not do, because I've been out with so many women that are like, yeah, well, I'm not, I'm just really not into sex. I'm like, you've heard me just talk about how much I like pussy on stage for 20 minutes and you gonna, I am a nigga. Like, what do you think I am about? Like, do you have, have you, bitch, have you had brothers? Do you have any concept of men, bitch? Like, what is, I don't know when these guys where I'm like, you know, like I took her to a classy spot. I take bitch, bitches to classy spots because I like classy spots. It's got nothing to like, everything I do on dates is really for me, and then, okay, you have... But I like classy shit, so it's like often they end up having some fun. Anyways. Excuse me. Yeah, women are, like, super weird about, like, sex and dating in the Bay Area, because they're like... <sighs> Because women in the Bay Area, right, they're like, they're either gay, but want to date men, or they're dirty hippies, or they're uptight, turtleneck-wearing entitled cunts! Like, they, what are they fucking up? Like, they have fucking pain in the head! Like, do you bitches have, like, ugh. And I swear to God, like, it, like the Bay is a great place if you're a white guy, or you were, like, a, a short nigga or do you there's nothing like masculine about you barry is a great place to be because you know that'll put these like girls are like so i'm queer but i suck cock but don't judge me i'm still queer even though i've only dated men and you got a bunch of like you just have a and look i think the niggas are weird about a lot of shit too but i've never fucked them nor i've ever tried nor i've been curious so i can only talk about what i know but just like so much is dumb shit ha- like every time I'm there. Because, you know, there's certain things I just don't understand, right? Like I can understand how you wind up being in a long-term relationship with somebody. You go, hey, I don't really find this person attractive because what happens is you meet somebody and you're like, okay, they're attractive enough for me to fuck on a regular basis until something better comes around. Then you you grab some food here, you grab some food there. They come to this one thing, and the next thing you know, you know you're in Brooklyn together. Boom, 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 boom. Anyways, no, but man, so it's like, so I understand that. <laughs> but what I don't understand is like how these bitches out here. Or be like, I'm gonna keep dating these niggas. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna go out with this guy, or I'm gonna, like, this guy is like clearly being a gentleman. 
but I have no, like, I'm just fucking, and I'm not talking about not getting the pussy, because that's part of the game. I'm not talking about the game. I'm talking about this thing that doesn't even feel like the game. Some pimp-ass nigga would be like, it, that is the game, young blood, that's why you fucking up, but I'm not, I'm not cut from that cloth. I'll come from, I'll come from mobsters, not pimps, you know? But, like, I'm talking about this whole thing of like, yeah, so like, I don't know, I just don't really see it like that. Like, I've had women just be like, no, like, I want to hang out with you, but it's just like, I don't know, like, I just, I just don't want sex right now. And what it really is, is you have a bunch of bitches in these Bay Area streets and I ain't healed. It's disgusting. Anyways, I don't know. I just fucking hate that place. Because what I don't get is like, well, I hang around in the, anyway, I made my point. And a lot of bitches is either asexual, gay, or stuck on another on another nigga, you know. And it just is what it is. Anyways, that was my fucking barrier tripping. Boy, did I fucking hate it. I just, I just really, I've never liked the barrier when I got in my my main issue with the. It's not even like I have a main issue. It's just it. Nothing could just. Something always goes wrong. Nothing can just go regular. Nothing can just be like easy. Like, oh, I showed up. I did this. I went here. It was a fun time out. It's just, God, these people are just the fucking worst. I have been your unapologetic host, Lyle Barons. Unless it fucks up the bag, then I am very, very fucking sorry to my future self. But the moment, fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> hey, look, man, appreciate y'all for tuning in. If you guys enjoyed the episode, please share it on social media. Please share it with a friend. With that said, we, we will be back soon. And I truly appreciate you guys for tuning in. Have a wonderful week and hope you're new.